Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. Welcome to the day before Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on the way to Thanksgiving, uh, we hope you brought your stretchy pants because that is going to be quite a meal if you follow the traditional North American practice of celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, And even saying North American, I realize that Canada has a different day. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Uh, but if you're following the tradition of the United States, it might involve quite a bit of football, quite a bit of time with family, quite a bit of food, and we're hoping that you're going to be able to have some time to rest during this uh, holiday season as well. And maybe you're listening to this as you're standing in line for Black Friday shopping. And if that is the case, you're nuts. I've never understood that, Jordan. Like why people would do that. I've never. Consumerism. N- yeah, consumerism. I've never needed something that badly where I'm willing to stand in line I'm for sure something that, that I couldn't get a week later. I'm sure part of it's the experience, kind of like staying overnight for like a movie premiere or something like that. There's some yes. hype, there's some excitement, but I don't know. That's that's definitely that not for, my jam. Have you ever done that for a movie though? Mm, I no. I I mm. I almost I actually had gone as far one time about asking Taco Bell that was opening in town if we could camp out the night before it opened, and I did not hear anything back, and then it was all of a sudden open, so I took that as a no. But I was thinking, like, hey, if I could get, like, free tacos for a year, that'd be sweet. It's not Chick-fil-A. I'm sure Taco Bell at that point was saying, like, we need to open now, or this guy is going to bring his youth group to hang out in our parking lot until we open and we can't we we gotta open now could be <laughs> i don't think i'm that oh. significant but oh man uh we are going to be talking today about um a pretty intense topic as we continue our, our series here for this month we're going to be talking about sexual abuse and uh again want to be sensitive throughout the the call to be mindful of younger listeners if they are, are around maybe just kind of hit pause Listen to a different podcast and hit play or resume on this one when they aren't handy. But uh, we're going to be not getting into the super nitty gritty or explicit details of this. Uh, but we do want to recognize that this happens. And especially with anything regarding abuse, it is something that is not very often talked about or admitted that is taking place. It's often hidden and tried to kept secret because uh Oftentimes, the people being abused are afraid or intimidated by the person who is abusing them. So uh, we want to be sensitive to that as well as we get into this topic. But uh, as a church leader, uh, from church leaders to church leaders, we, again, want to be able to point you in the right direction to be able to um, help you see uh, different opportunities for you to get help um, if you are one who is being abused, but also as a leader to be able to help those who might be dealing with this sort of thing in your church ministry setting uh, or even within your community as you 
uh, maybe pick up the signs and start seeing different indications that this might be taking place. So, Jordan, let's get rocking and rolling on this. Um, you know, I, I think initially the the first thing that comes to mind, especially from seminary training, was uh, when you deal with this, uh, there is definitely uh, an intersection between uh, the spiritual and social uh, professionals mm-hmm. that are uh, going to be tied together and working together quite a bit in this area. And uh, the first and foremost thing that I want to tell our our listeners is that if somebody has come to you and has admitted that this is happening, uh, it is your legal responsibility to bring that to the authorities. Um, Confidentiality between pastor and uh, parishioner does not exist in that front. You are legally responsible to bring that to the attention of the authorities. Uh, so legal responsibility to bring that to the the attention of the authorities. But uh, Jordan, in even saying that, how would you, in doing that, continue to spiritually support that person? Well, I think it's important to be even honest up front about what we promise our students. Um, mm, and that yeah. confidentiality thing is, is a big thing. And if they if they come to you and they ask to tell you something that you promise not to say to anyone else... Um, I think it's it's okay to ask them, do you trust me? Um, and then you can say something like, you know, what you say will stay between you and me unless it has to deal with your personal safety or mm-hmm. something, you know, and, and some unless it's a situation in which I am legally required to share that with the authorities. And that might freak right. them out. But if this becomes something like that and you sense them backing up, that's a good chance to reiterate and say, you know what? If that's the case, I don't want you to be afraid. I will be there with you through the whole time um, as much as I can, right? And and we want to make sure we're backing that up. But that is, we want to be honest and we want to be open and upfront about that possibility. Uh, but that legal thing is really important as well. Um, I, and- I would even add, I would even add to that, like upfront when people are looking for advice and counseling, like, it's on you unless you have a license as a counselor like it it would be beneficial for you to say even up front like i'm not a licensed counselor i'm willing to listen to you and talk through this with you but i am like i can't diagnose anything i can't prescribe any medication like i'm not a counselor i'm not a psycho uh, psychiatrist um you know maybe you don't even like psychology right uh but that's uh, on you to be able to be upfront and honest with your people, but to be able to still be in a position to be willing to walk through that with them. You, you still have to be mindful of protecting yourself legally. I think that would be, I mean, that's huge, and we shouldn't undermine that. But at the same time, being a ministry professional means that you're very much on the front lines of the impact of sin on people's lives. So. And I would even say that it's it's also not just about protecting you legally, but it's also about protecting the student um, and, and helping them see the severity of something. Like, if this is an issue, uh, then it does need to be properly investigated and for their own protection and to stop someone from continuing to do that. Because statistically, an abuser tends to continue to abuse. Um, and, and this is no, no laughing matter. In fact, I think... I think in most of the things that we've covered this month, this 
probably in my mind is one of the heaviest um, in just the potential damage that it does. And when I say damage, I don't again want to mean like it's irreparable, but this is something that can be absolutely devastating. And again, we want to reiterate too that in this, there is still hope. There is still redemption. And it's possible. You're not damaged. You're not... I know that doesn't make sense since I just said it could be the most damaging thing. But you can still be whole in Christ. And there's going to be challenges. But he can turn this around. And as impossible as it may seem, and while we would never choose to do it again, it can still be used for good. So we want to be living in that hope that we have because of Christ and being able to bring our students to that place. Um, and that's, that's a huge thing. So as you are approached then Jordan, by somebody who has been uh, abused and I don't want to just limit this to sexual abuse, but also just um, psychological and mental abuse, physical abuse, especially uh, I think mm-hmm. um, if you've got a, uh, if you've got somebody coming to you and, um, maybe you're starting to pick up on some hesitancy or some social distancing where before they were just an outgoing person, or maybe they've just cut themselves off from you as a whole. Like, what are ways for you to be able to see some signs for this? Because people aren't exactly always forthcoming on right. this area. That's a great question. And I, again, will reiterate that I am no expert in this. Um, physical abuse is a little bit easier just because physical abuse will oftentimes have signs. It can be difficult though, because the abuser can be strategic in, in how that abuse is happening right. and can target areas that will most often be covered up. <clears throat> but that's something to know, like if, if a student comes to you and uh, let's say that you're going on a, a retreat and there's a lake and then one of the girls comes to you and says, we were changing and I saw this on somebody you know that isn't a direct report but it is something that's worth exploring and just asking and i think this is really important to be building uh a good relationship beforehand with all of our students right because we want to be able to in that moment have the trust to say what i'm going to ask you is going to be tough and it's going to be uncomfortable but i want you to know that i'm a safe person to talk to and i want to take this seriously so I heard this and I trust you to tell me what's going on. Is there something that I need to know about that you need help with? Um, And then depending on how that goes, then you get into like the legal reporting stuff. Um, So, so that's something I think the emotional, the verbal abuse is much tougher um, to, to figure out. Right. And, and I will say this too, my experience with this has been law enforcement is willing to work with it, work with you. And they are, they are mandatory reporters as well. Like they're, they're who you report to and they have mm-hmm. to carry it down the chain, but they're a lot more skilled in investigation and they have the tools to really get into that situation and figure out yeah. like what's, what's going on here. Because another thing that we want to be aware of is that there have been plenty of people who have had been falsely accused of stuff. And that has been, destructive mm-hmm. you know if you get someone who's on a power trip and say like i can have this authority over my parent by like lingering this over there all i just have to say is abuse and then like they're in trouble 
that would likely be coming from a, a child who's hurting very severely. Um, that's not a typical response, but it has happened. So right. we want to walk with wisdom um, and we want to be present as much as possible and to be truly helpful. You know what I mean? Not just what we think. We're not going to be the hero and we need to have that approach that we're not there to rescue and to save, um, but we're to be present and mm-hmm. to continue to point to Christ um, in that situation. That being said, we also don't want to let abuse continue. So we have to report, but there might be a time where there's something going on. We might have to be involved with like creating an alternative, right? If there is something about abuse happening at home, we might need to see if we have any strings we can pull to get that kid out of there. And like, maybe it's staying with a different youth family, just reach out and say, Hey, something's gone on. Like, can't have you ask any questions. Just need to trust me on this, but would you be able to have so-and-so stay with you for a couple days, you know, until we can get stuff sorted out. Um, that can be a helpful role that you have in addressing with that too. And, and the other side of the coin is again, walking with parents through this too, because youth ministry is not just ministering to students. It's working with parents as well. Right. And I think that's a huge hurdle too, because a lot of times like um, in our culture, just in general, like people are generally not going to act favorably when the report comes out that somebody was an abusive person to a child. Like they, the, the abuser is going to be certainly seen in a uh, whether true or um, a false accusation, right? They're, they're going to be seen in a light that there's something going on here with this family. And, you know, if, if a child abuser is what the label has been plastered on an individual, right, they are going to definitely be um, difficult to uh, kind of overcome that, especially if it's false, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the other side of that as well is as, as much of a stigma that we put on that individual. The reminder here again is that Jesus still died on the cross for that person's sin which is really hard to come to terms with, which really makes you start to grapple with the fact that the gospel is that radical, isn't it? Mm. Like Jesus offers forgiveness to the absolute worst of people. Yeah. It's hard to even come to terms with that, especially when, uh, when you get a, a kid that's coming out of that abusive situation, when they are trying to be uh, protected and, Um, you know, when they're trying to kind of come to terms with what's been going on, what's been happening to them, forgiveness may be the last thing that's on their mind, right? There's absolutely no way that I could ever forgive that person because of what they've done to me. And here's the scars and the weight and the burden that they have placed on my life. And I, they're just not in a position to, to offer that forgiveness. Um, maybe someday though. You know, and that's that's the work of the Spirit in their hearts, again, convicting them of sin. Um, but to be able to, um, like I've seen people that have been the subject of abuse who have offered forgiveness when no forgiveness was being asked. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see that is astonishing. Yeah. To be, it, it's befuddling. Like it, it, it's, it's just incomprehensible how something like that can be offered, especially when it's not being asked for. And that is the proof of God at work in people's lives. So we don't want to minimize this. We do want to be able to get 
these kids out of a bad situation. We do want to take this seriously and we do want to approach this well. Uh, I would point people here as well, if you're looking for ways to be able to recognize this, to go to your county uh, law enforcement and social services. They will have some things for you to receive some extra training on and maybe even to be able to work with them and provide community training uh, for other leaders. Maybe have something like that at your church, maybe host it there. And to be able to say, you know, once every quarter, we're going to offer something like this to be able to mark the signs of or, or to receive some training to recognize the signs of self-harm or abuse or what's the markers of suicide or things like that. There are resources that our counties, our government offer for us to be able to help provide for the welfare of our people. So um, take advantage of the tools that are available to you. Ask around, certainly go to those resources, but then also recognize they're not going to have the spiritual aspect of that, which comes back to you to be able to provide that. Yeah. You okay? This is getting yeah, pretty I heavy. Yeah, I am. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think if I have really any more to add on this. And this is, this is one that I haven't, um, specifically sexual abuse, I haven't walked through in my ministry yet I have had to deal with a little bit of, of physical abuse allegations. Um, but it's, it's, it's a heavy one. And I'll say this too, uh, more for the youth worker here too. You need someone through this time as well. Uh, If you're walking with someone through this, you need someone to walk with you through this, to be able to share the heaviness and to grieve you know, the loss of innocence, the the brokenness that we see in the world around us, um, you need that support. So make sure that that's something that you take the time on. It's going to be tempting to focus on the situation on the students and the family. Um, but similar to being in that airplane with that oxygen mask, you need to, if you're going to be helpful, you need to make sure that you're healthy and someone who's going to continue to bring you to Christ and keep you grounded in that too. Um, and I think that's, that's one thing that makes this so difficult is just the depth of the brokenness that we get exposed to from time to time mm-hmm. and how, how much it grieves our hearts as we know that God wants better and plans better. And yet how often we as sinful humans just end up being so destructive and selfish and sinful and, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm so grateful for the hope of heaven and grateful that that is something that we get to celebrate that this, this will one day end the justice will, will one day be fully meted out completely. And mm. what a day Maybe that will today. be. What's that? Maybe today. Maybe today. And if it's today, then nobody's going to be listening to it since we're not actually recording this when people are coming to you to live it. from the streets of heaven, <laughs> this is flyover ministry. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, um, do you have anything to add to this, Dan? No, I just, no, like, no, I, I think it's it, like we said, it's heavy and we need help and we certainly need the spirit of God to be alive and at work in our hearts. So, you know, praying for you, uh, recognizing the great need that you have and no greater help certainly comes uh, than from the help of heaven. So, good words, and yeah, just we are praying for you 
And um, if this is some situation that you are walking through or have walked through or something, again, don't be afraid to reach out, whether it's us who might not be all that appealing because we're the internet away, which is just not the same as walking with you in your community. But um, just our prayer for you is that you walk in wisdom in this and that you were able to be the light of Christ in that situation. And uh, as far as the brokenness happens, just be able to enter in with love and grace. Um, So no, that's our prayer for you. And again, we're here. If that is something you find yourself walking through, again, not that we're experts, but we would be willing to sit with you in that time as well. So on that heavy note, uh, we're not going to try to boil this down or make it happy or anything like that, but we still do wish you a good day and send you off with a blessing that you may go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.